2: Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. What day, what, is this hump day? I've lost track of the days. Goodness, this week is, it's kind of flying by and it's kind of, kind of slowly moving by. Anyway, glad to have you all here with me tonight, whether you're listening in your car, watching and listening on Facebook Live or on Twitter. I'm just, all, it's always an honor to share this time with you all. 888-344-1170. Write that number down because I really want to hear from you guys tonight. On a topic that's uh, really uh, big, big news today, not just in San Diego, uh, but around the country. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors has approved a shelter to house asylum seekers here in San Diego. And it was a raucous, contentious meeting uh, before the final approval. And uh, it got heated on both sides of the argument. And I want to hear from you guys. Do you think it was uh, the right thing to do, as um, Republican Mayor Kevin Faulkner and others have said today? Or do you think it was the wrong thing and why? 888-344-1170. And, of course, uh, the man who's going to take your calls and uh, keep the show rolling tonight is with me. And he's he's always right. He's never wrong. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does
3: anyone want
4: Carrot Sticks? Get him out of here.
2: Why That's do you it? say that? Well, well, I, I actually, I shouldn't say you're always right because I thought you were wrong last night on our little debate, my friend. About- I think
4: half, half the time I think you think I'm wrong.
2: Well, yeah, at least, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, you're that's the true. one that's always right. <laughs> and in fact, we've had a little bit of debate going uh, that uh, who has been who, or who re- heard about this fire festival that happened down in the Caribbean? I actually didn't hear about it at the time that it happened. It, it Lawsuits have actually been filed. Uh, judgments have been rendered. It was a huge story I didn't hear anything about. And it's now even gotten bigger because in the, about a day or so ago, some celebrities were subpoenaed. And it's become a big story again. And DJ Carrot Sticks and I have got Rod Hatley in with me tonight to talk about that and whether or not these celebrities should be held accountable for this. And we're stay tuned for that because I think this is a really important story for all of Americans because social media has changed. Of uh, being a consumer in this country. So, it, in terms of uh, products and services being sold, as well as the use of celebrities to do that. And DJ Carrotsticks Sticks and I have been debating on whether or not the celebrities. Should be held responsible for whether or not their name gets used for something that goes really, really bad. And if you have not seen this documentary on Netflix, and it was DJ Carrotsticks who turned me on to the documentary, then he disagreed with me when I watched it and gave him my take on it.
4: Well, I just want those models, if they're listening, those supermodels. I want them to know I'm on their side. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you be on their side if they didn't look like Bella uh, Hadid and Haley Baldwin in oh, uh, G-String? Yes.
4: <laughs> okay, yes. justice for all.
2: Right, yeah, uh-huh. sure. So anyway, we've got Rod Hatley. He's going to uh, be here to talk about that in a minute. But again, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, Because here's what's happened right at the time in which Kirsten Nielsen has been down here at the border for the past two days to work with the Mexican officials on the other side of the border to enact um, something called Operation Migrant Protections. And that is that any asylum seekers here in the U.S. are to go back to Mexico, uh, sent back there. I don't want to say deported because they're not being deported to their homelands. But the, the plan is, with cooperation with Mexican officials that the migrants who arrived here in the caravan are seeking asylum are to go back to Mexico and await their asylum hearing there and the reason for that is because as we know as it, the if they get released out into the United States Um, the vast majority of them don't show up for their hearings, which doesn't take place for years. Those that do show up about, I think it's somewhere about 85 to 90 percent don't qualify for asylum because asylum is a very specific qualification that involves involves fleeing political persecution or fleeing some type of war-torn, mostly political persecution. Um, and then it could also be because you feel like you're under threat from the government. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, with economics. And so most of them get turned down anyway. And then what ends up happening, and that's how we end up over time with millions of people in the country illegally. And then you know then we've then we've got a mess with where we ha- where we're at with the government right now. What do we do with all these people here? So at the very time in which Kirsten Nielsen, uh, President Trump. And the Trump administration came forth with this legislation that that's with the, with the Department of Justice. That's the, the plan for asylum seekers. The very time that Kirsten Nielsen is here to work with the Mexican officials, which I think is extraordinary. They don't have to do this. They do not have to keep our asylum seekers there. At that same time, the San Diego Board of Supervisors worked up a plan with Jewish Family Services of San Diego to let the Jewish Family Services of San Diego lease uh, make a one-time lease payment of a dollar for a piece of property in Bankers Hill to house the asylum seekers. And it's not really clear, uh, supposedly, according to Nathan Fletcher uh, and others, that the, there has been money uh, secured somehow, but it's very vague as to how, quote, the financial burden is going to be lifted off the county's shoulders. Well, unless it's privately funded, t- some taxpayers are going to pay for this. And that was part of the reason why you had so many uh, residents today screaming and yelling at at this meeting today, because there are so many concerns with having, uh, you know, uh, the asylum seekers housed here. Um, one of the comments that was made that raised a, a lot of issues for people. Was when I think it was Mayor Faulkner as well as Diane Jacobs said it's the right thing to do. That uh, they feel like um, one person said here, um, I can't find the quote from Diane Jacobs. As the largest, uh, I'm not sure if this was Diane Jacobs or if this was Mayor Faulkner or who this was, but um, said, as the largest border city in the United States, it is imperative that we, San Diego, give the example to the rest of the country how a refugee should be treated. And meeting their essential needs. You know, I feel like that's a misnomer. These aren't refugees. These are people that came to the country. Um, and it, most of them illegal. Many of the ones that are these asylum seekers actually breached our entry illegally. They didn't come because the, here's the play. Here's how it works. They're trained to come across illegally, seek out the border patrol, come to them, use a script that was given to them to seek asylum, and then they get released. So these are not, but these are not refugees. These aren't refugees. Um, in terms of the right thing to do, Uh, I I, I take issue with that. I think the right thing to do is uphold the rule of law. I think the right thing to do is about protecting American citizens. We have thousands of these asylum seekers. Last night I did a report about New York in which they they rounded up 118 uh, illegals that had been put back out into the community by local officials. And ICE rounded them up. And of the 118, 107 of them had committed crimes of child molestation assault and battery, gun crimes, the th- these thousands of, of these asylum seekers, we don't know who they are. They may, may very well be great people. Some of them may very well be the most impoverished people. And my heart really hurts for people that aren't born in this country. But we don't know who they are. And and we have a right as citizens in this country to say the right thing for you to do, elected officials, when we have right now a plan to where they can be housed in Mexico, why are we putting them in the Bankers Hills areas when we don't know who they are, when we don't know how many of them are part of MS-13 gangs, when we don't know how many of them are from Bangladesh and and part of some terrorist organization, when we don't know how, how many of them are here as a part of a human trafficking and child trafficking scheme which has been a huge problem as part of this. When we don't know how many of them are carrying diseases and they haven't been vaccinated, we have had a resurgence of measles and whooping cough in the, in San Diego County where babies have died. The right thing to do for our elected officials is to protect the American citizens first. We're all for helping other people. Absolutely we are. But we need to be smart about how we help other people. Just like you're smart about who you bring into your home. You don't bring strangers into your home around your children. So it's not the right thing to do for our elected officials here in San Diego to endanger the lives of American citizens, particularly when we have a plan in conjunction with the Mexican authorities to house them there. To me, this is Nathan Fletcher and others pushing an agenda and doing it at our expense. And of course, if we push back against it, we're accused of being heartless. We're not heartless. The American people aren't heartless. How much money are we spending in humanitarian aid around the world? Being taken from taxpayers. How much money are American citizens giving to charity organizations like Jewish Family Services, like Catholic Charities, like uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse? These are uh, like Joyce Myers and and her organizations that give tremendous amount of aid around the world. So this isn't about Americans being heartless. This is about Americans saying we have the right to know who is coming into our country. So I do not think that this was the right thing to do. And if I lived in the Bankers Hill area, I'd be really concerned about who was being put in that, in that area and who was going to be paying for this. The one dissenter in this um, was the head of the county himself, and he, he raised concerns about it because of what he said it would cost with health care. So at a time in which we've got American citizens that cannot afford their own health care, we've got local officials wanting to provide health care to people unnecessarily in this country. One person said that we need to we uh, one person on the council, I don't remember who this was, who said that, it, you know, it, this was about uh, a f- human, uh, full blown human and civil rights crisis that has to do with uh, children um, protecting vulnerable migrants from traffickers and to prevent any major health crisis. There were people in the migrant care. We just found out that there were migrants at the border with the flesh eating bacteria. You were inflicting a healthcare crisis on us by bringing people into this country who we don't, who are carrying diseases, who haven't been vaccinated. So this is, this is what's happened. We've got them creating a crisis with open borders, inviting them here, putting up a welcome sign, bringing them here and then saying, well, you know, they're here now. So we've got, we can't, you know, we can't have a homeless and increase the homeless problem. So now we've got to put up a shelter. So that's what they're doing. They've created a crisis by not enforcing the rule of law, by worse than that, by welcoming them here, putting out a welcome sign, inviting them to come here, and then saying, oh, now that they're here, we can't have – because that's the other argument. Well, we can't expand the homeless problem, homelessness problem we've gotten here in San Diego. Well, why are you not – working with Kirsten Nielsen to make sure that they go back to Mexico and then deal with the homeless problem that we have in San Diego, which includes many of homeless veterans. This cannot be about protecting anybody. This has got to be about a continuation of the agenda and expanding of dependency class because, you know, I interviewed Nathan Fletcher election night down in November and it was clear to me that this is this this is about this is the this is about open borders it's about expanding the dependency class for power that's what it's about because if this was if there was any concern about protecting children they would care about protecting the children in this country from the diseases being brought here protecting children from this in this country from classrooms that are being overcrowded which is affecting our children's ability to learn they would be they would care about how many how many of the, of these asylum seekers are going to be there for years and end up driving? How many of them, because it's a huge problem with the illegal aliens in this country drinking and driving. We had a, We had a boy in South Bay that was hit by a drunk driver who had been deported 15 times. We care about protecting children in this country. We would care about making sure we knew who was coming into this country. That's how we would protect children. But I may sound like I'm heartless. You guys may, may disagree with me. 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this and other topics on the other side of the break. We'd love to hear from you.
5: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374 603 Keith
8: needed a little help with meals and housework, but his beloved wife Cecilia suffers from Alzheimer's. So Keith found the perfect place where they could both get the level of care they needed but still be together at Sun Garden Terrace Retirement Community in Lemon Grove.
0: Sun Garden Terrace has a place for people that have Alzheimer's. At night, I always have her in there in case she has a problem. I have a bedroom upstairs from her. If she were in my bedroom, there's always a cord on the wall you pull if you got a problem. Keith still keeps fit. The exercise is really good exercise. It's not just flimsy exercise. You really feel it.
8: And he knows Cecilia is always safe.
0: The best thing is the number of caregivers they have here. You don't have to search for one when you need one.
8: Keith and Cecilia still together after 48 years at Sun Garden Terrace, where there's such a lot of living to do. To schedule your private tour and delicious lunch, visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. That's 619-464-CARE.
1: Money struggles are no fun. If you've got high interest credit card debt, 20, 25, 26%, along with your mortgage payments... Why not reduce the interest, get rid of the card payments, and save yourself some money? I just showed one client how to save herself $1,000 a month. How about student loan debt? I can help you pay that off through your home loan without the cash-out costs. What if you're retired with insufficient income but still making mortgage payments? I can fix that. With enough equity, I'll help you get rid of those mortgage payments once and for all. Call me, Ed Personius. I'll help you save money every month, and I'll get you a great low rate while getting the bank to Pay your loan costs. What? A great rate and the bank pays your loan costs? Call 949 293 6271. 949 293 6271. Get more money in your pocket every month. 949 293 6271.
8: NMLS number 1610807, DRE number 02026055. Message and data rates may apply.
4: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. STAR11 to 85850.
7: FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer.
5: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you all here with me. It's Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. (laughs) I started the show with, you know, I just, I'm feeling the need right now to, yeah, I'm going to get into the whole Virginia thing in a little bit, but it's so disturbing that I just think I want to take a little break from the hard hitting stuff and still talk about something serious but kind of kind of ease my way into that cuz that's that's going to be a tough one for me to talk about. Um but D- DJ Carrot Sticks and I, I said before the break that um uh, at, or at the open of the show, he and I we agree on much but one thing that we've disagreed on is a story um that he recommended this documentary to me called I think is it Fire Island or just Fire DJ Carrot Sticks?
4: I think it's Fire
2: Festival. Fire Festival, F Y R E. So to catch you guys up on this, and I think that this is a really important. You know, first I'm like mocking these kids. Here's what happened. So um, this this kind of con guy out of New York City, mm-hmm. marketeer guy, brilliant marketer, oh, yeah. comes up with this music festival idea. Um, for millennials and, you know, in an age of Instagram and the Kardashians Mm -hmm. and social media, you guys know what a social media influencer are. These are people with massive followers on Twitter and Instagram and, um, Snapchat. And when they say eat this cookie, people go out and buy this cookie. So they're called influencers. And, um, and then of course we know, you know, that celebrities, you know, have, have a lot of star power. So this dude decides that he's going to, um, do this music festival and it's supposed to be this luxury event. He gets these gorgeous, amazing supermodels. Mm-hmm. He's got Ja Rule, the rapper, with him uh, to um, help promote this event. They get these supermodels down there and they do this really splashy promotional video mm-hmm. and they invite people to come to this music festival. Well, um, people are spending. Thousands and thousands of dollars, without any of it, without any, you know, just on the basis of these supermodels hashtagging on Instagram that they're going to be here at this festival, and you can stay in these luxury villas and party on yachts with Kendall Jenner, and this is just going to be basically that it's going to be like lifestyles of the rich and famous. They're going, to, it's basically going to be like partying Kardashian style with celebrities. Well, fast forward, these people. Delivered. It's like they promised the world and delivered Beirut. I mean to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> right, Rod? I mean they. Wow. Del- it was a tense city. They didn't even have security. They had no lights. They had no food. They had no toilets. My they good. had nothing for these people. Yeah. And it was a complete disaster. They fled, leaving vendors unpaid. Mm-hmm. People were people were stuck in airports. It was a complete disaster. So they found the, uh, the guy who started the event, there was lawsuits fi- filed. There was a class action lawsuit. Two mm-hmm. guys decided to file a lawsuit independently, were awarded $5 million in judgment, mm-hmm. ha- still haven't seen a dime. He ended up, the, the organizer of the event, ended up getting six years in prison. I don't know mm-hmm. if he started to serve his term. Now... The celebrities themselves Mm -hmm. have been subpoenaed, and DJ Carrot Sticks and I, here's my question for you, Rod, because DJ Carrot Sticks feels like celebrities, unless they know that a fraud is being perpetrated, how are they, and why should they be held liable? And I'm saying to you, Rod, it's different when you've got a celebrity who's like Matthew McConaughey behind the wheel of a Lincoln in a commercial, Mm -hmm. and a celebrity that specifically uses their name to raise money for Mm -hmm. an event that Mm -hmm. they are are supposed to be a part of, and that event ends up being fraudulent.
9: Well, I think you're both right. I mean, in a situation like this, uh, you've got – I was reading an article. um, This is probably from a couple of weeks ago, still this month. um, The attorney that brought the class action against um, –
2: Billy McFarland Billy McFarland,
9: yeah, Yeah. the guy that's – I think he's doing jail time right now, and uh, Fire Media, which was promoting the event. Uh, In a situation like that, when you've got – celebrities like Ja Rule and the rest of them who are out, you know, promoting this, um, the, the attorney for the class action says, well, if, if they truly didn't know and they got duped, then there'd probably be no liability. But to the extent that they knew or they should have known Mm -hmm. based on the, all the objective circumstances. And that's something to be developed in the litigation. Uh, there's a federal lawsuit that was brought that they brought this class action in federal court. So, and this thing is probably, and this this was filed I think almost I think the weekend that this thing went down and they were being contacted. The attorney's office was being contacted. I mean in real time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh so, it, as a part of a tweet, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It was like y'all gonna hear from Stacy Miller and Stacy Miller, which is a man attorney, he's like, say what? <laughs> 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 what what you mentioning me for in this tweet?
9: Right. Right. It, say it, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, what happens is uh uh, this thing was filed, I think, that weekend. This is back in uh, late April 2017. And, you know, it's still ongoing. It's probably going to take a, a year or two for this thing to be settled. I'm sure it will be. And the the subpoenas are coming out of – now, Fire Media went into bankruptcy because, I mean, right. they, they're they just broke. Yeah. But McFarland was like a, a a class A, you know, Ponzi schemer. I mean, right. this guy – and then he was out of jail for a bit or before he, went, he started his, his prison time uh he was uh, sh- taking the list of the people who had bought subscriptions to the fire festival yeah. and he was selling them you know uh, tickets to like you know the met gala and victorious
2: people gave him even more money. I mean, it's, they didn't necessarily know it was him, he was yeah. doing it through some dude named Frank, but still, yeah. I mean, it's like, wise up. But here's my thing it's yeah. like, even though, yeah, these millennials were really kind of dumb, let the buyer beware. And right. I am somebody who is a sure. caveat emptor, let the buyer beware, do your due diligence. At the same time, the one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on to talk about this is because sure. Bill O'Reilly, yeah, I've been concerned about celebrities. Uh, preying upon the hearts and mind using their using oh, sure. their status to yeah. raise money preying on the hearts and minds mm-hmm. and the souls of Americans going back to win and Bill O'Reilly was the first person to do this he was busting George Clooney and Julia Roberts mm-hmm. when they did the 911 they did they did a couple of telethons to mm-hmm. raise money one was for 9 11 one was for Haiti right and they you know they they use their name they do these big TV shows raise all this money from you know many Americans who don't have a lot of extra sure. money to, to give right. and then they they skip off feeling good about themselves mm-hmm. and they don't bother to pay attention as to where the money's going and whether or not what they've lent their name to yeah. is, a, is a valid enterprise or not. And I feel like even if it's not – if these celebrities haven't done anything illegal, maybe now celebrities will stop being so careless. Yeah. With how their name is used, or in the case of Kendall Jenner, who got $250,000 for one tweet, maybe now she might think twice before she, because people were hurt. There was the the restaurant owner down, this poor black gal, restaurant owner in the Bahamas, was stuck, used her entire life savings, lost her whole life savings. And having to feed all these people because without even asking her, these organizers dumped all the people there first while they were trying to get their tent city set up. Oh. She provided food and drinks to to all these attendees and never got a dime back. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like the Kendall Jenner's and these other models that use their name for stuff and they get their money or they get their they yeah. get to puff their chest out in pride should start being held accountable.
9: Well, and that's part of the um, as they do the discovery in this class action. I mean, if, if it turns out that there was gross recklessness on the part of people like Shaw Rule and Kendall Jenner and all the rest of them, then I think their liability would attach. But if they truly didn't know, and, you know, we don't know exactly what happened, but that'll all be determined or, or you know, that'll all be discovered as they go through the attorney for the class action goes through uh, the discovery process. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be clear, you know, whether there is liability that would attach to these folks or not. I, I would think, though that on a going forward basis, uh, celebrities should be careful. And I think if they've got good business managers, they would look into something. If you're going to attach your name to something, you might want to do a little due diligence and find out, is this thing legitimate? Uh, the people that are promoting this, are they on the up and up? I just think it's just good business. Uh, if you're a business manager, I think, you know, you want to be, you know, take care of your client who's the celebrity who's promoting this and just make sure that this, you know, pencils out and it makes sense. And, You know, it's on the up and up. And if it isn't, well, maybe you don't get involved with that.
2: Well, yeah, you know, um, I think again, I think that it's different when you're when you're Matthew McConaughey behind the wheel of a Lincoln. Nobody's expecting him to be responsible for whether or not, you know, Lincoln has a service issue and somebody's using their name and their celebrity with no regard as to whether or not. Uh, for an event or sure. a, a fundraiser, whether or not, you, yeah. you know, I feel like, I think that there needs to be some responsibility for these celebrities as a business. Yeah. You're a tax and estate planning attorney as a business. Sure. Um, the talent agencies are, are on, the, are being subpoenaed for mm-hmm. their acts, their celebrities that were a part of this. Sure. Um, and, you know, is it, is this just is this just a business issue or is there a way in uh, estate planning to protect your estate against lawsuits? Because let's say let's say you're Kendall Jenner and you did nothing wrong. Yeah. Now you're being sued. Sure, I mean, you know, financially, she, could she be devastated? And is there a way through estate planning to prevent that?
9: Yes, there is. I mean, what we can do uh, when we work with clients, and this is all part of the overall estate planning process. And if a client is uh, in the public eye, certainly as Kendall Jenner is, then certainly we would want to talk about setting her up so that she's protected, because you know uh, she certainly uh, would be a, a ripe target, a choice morsel for a lawsuit. If mm-hmm. you know, just because of who she is and she's in the public eye. So certainly we can do various kinds of planning to make sure that. I mean, she should she she should certainly have a good foundational estate plan in place. But then just layer in on top of that some asset protection features. Um, you know, maybe she incorporates or she sets up an LLC for uh, her, the promotional uh, events that she gets involved with, et cetera. so that if there is a lawsuit, then um, she doesn't risk exposing her personal assets to that liability, but it would all be contained within the LLC that gets sued. Well, that's and,
2: kind of the same for everybody should be doing that right business. Well, or? I mean,
9: I think it makes a lot of sense to consider if you whatever you do as a living, you know yeah. but especially for those folks who are in the public eye, you know, it needs to be part of the overall comprehensive planning that we do. And it's just a conversation, uh, right. especially for someone who is a celebrity. We ought to set you up the right way. And and not and, and usually that's probably going to be driven by the business manager, but also by their tax and estate planning attorney and also by their tax and accounting professional. I mean, these are all professionals that ought to be working together on behalf of the client. But it doesn't have to be somebody in the public eye. It can just be somebody who's a business owner. Are you right. structured the right way? Are you – I mean I, – this is a true story. Years ago, I represented an anesthesiologist who operated as a sole proprietor, and I said, "You know what? what? I said, "You know Say what?" what? <laughs> I said to her, "You know what? you must be very good at what you do." <laughs>
2: That's insane to me. Doctors are so a target.
9: Yep, they are, and and we 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 remit, Needless to say, we got that remedy pretty quickly. But I just that just blew my mind.
2: Okay, doctor, if you a doctor out there listening, you you got to be smarter than that. Now <laughs> we're not going to name her because that's you know I don't know what med school she went to or where she got that diploma, but you know, but well, you know what they don't they don't necessarily learn business. They don't, and when and, they're in med and that's
9: why you know you as you you know get into the real world and you you either practice medicine or you have a business and you provide a service or a good or whatever it might be you know you've got to protect yourself take yeah. care of business and right. part of taking care of business is setting yourself up the right way don't operate as a sole proprietor <laughs> you know have a corporation or limited we shouldn't life. laugh but <laughs> well i mean but it, and that's why i'm sharing the story is that we can laugh about it yeah. but it's instructive for the very reason that if you don't do that I mean, if there's a lawsuit, they're going to take everything you've got because you've got no protection.
2: Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was sitting here thinking, and especially an anesthesiologist, I mean, wow. Yep. Yeah, crazy. How can people get a hold of you?
9: Um, I'm always happy to hear from folks. Uh, You can give me a call at area code 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. All right.
2: Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving me a chance to laugh (laughs) because we got we got some serious topics coming up ahead. We are going to talk about Virginia and what happened there. I know that's on y'all's mind. I haven't forgotten about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. And we're also going to discuss uh, another idea, another state uh, uh, that's uh, found uh, 11,000 non-citizens registered to vote, as well as a plan that California's got Mm. to get some more votes going their way. Stay tuned. We're K show coming up.
7: FM 96.1, North County, AM 1170, San Diego. The answer.
10: At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in 6th grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silent. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org.
8: Hey, parents and grandparents. You've heard about the Answer San Diego's half-price tuition program. Well, now is the time to call and enroll your student into a great school for half-price. Just call 844-800-5757. The Answer San Diego has partnered with some of San Diego's finest private schools to offer half-price tuition for the 2019-2020 school year. This is such a blessing that will save your family a lot of money. But these schools are going fast. So call now, 844 5757 To see the list of participating schools, log on to the AnswersanDiego.com, pick your school, then call to enroll your child. Be ready to put the entire half-price tuition on your credit card when you call. You'll be giving your child or grandchild the high-quality private education they need for half-price. Tuitions are going fast, so call now. 844-800-5757. That's 844-800-5757.
11: Okay, it seems like the news media are obsessed with Trump news. Larry Elder here, the name-calling, the political fighting. And while politics is important, there's more to life, which is another reason I rely on the Epic Times newspaper. With the start of the new year, their mind and body section has a wealth of guidance on improving your health and reducing your stress. They also have an in-depth report on the Federal Reserve in layman's terms, showing how it works and how it will affect your personal finances this year. And the news stories are unbiased, giving you facts to make up your own mind. It's the news you want to know without a slant. Reporting the important news avoided by the other media. Try the Epic Times for just one dollar for the first month by logging on to trustednewspaper.com. That's trustednewspaper.com. I know you'll like it. The Epic Times, a complete newspaper for a complete life. Trustednewspaper.com. FM 96.1, AM
7: 1170.
5: A.K., Dynamite Madras, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to, to uh, I started to say welcome back to San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. I was a little distracted because I was looking at uh, people talking about the polar vortex. Did you know, DJ Carrot Sticks, that over 75% of the country is below freezing right now?
4: I didn't know that, below freezing?
2: Below freezing right now. Does that make you feel guilty because today it was like sunny and 61 degrees in San Diego?
4: Not at all because we pay for it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we pay
2: for it. We pay for it huge. In fact, how much are we going to be paying for the asylum-seeking shelter in Bankers Hill? I haven't heard from anybody who lives in Bankers Hill, but, uh, you know, it just, getting back to that story real quick, I'm going to talk about Virginia But to to think, it just sticks in my craw to hear them say it's the right thing to do. You know what the right thing to do is? If you think it's such the right thing to do, then do the right thing out of your own pocket. How come nobody on the the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, and how come all of you elected officials who think it's the right thing to do, open up your home, spread those asylum seekers around in your home, and you pay for everything yourself out of your own pocket? Because you know what's not the right thing to do? is to Is to... Force taxpayers to pay for what you think is right. That's not the right thing to do. Uh, you know what else isn't right, Chris Christie? Oh, Christie's going around now saying he'd be a better president than Trump. Really, Christie? Isn't you know I'm old enough to remember when Chris Christie propped up Obama, who could have been who could have been defeated in 2012, but literally gave Obama a hug about a week before the election in 2012. Throwing this country under the bus. So, you know, you, you cannot hug Barack Obama. You, you, uh, you could not be a better president than Trump when you are propping up Barack Marxist Obama. Anyway, we're going to go to the phone. Seems like I got a caller on the phone. Uh, oh, hey, Margie. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I couldn't hear uh, DJ Carrot Sticks in my ear saying you were you were on the phone. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Um. So, Miss Margie, among yes. other things, you are um you are with Regnery Publishing, correct?
12: Exactly. Right. We are the publishers of most of the great conservative books that you love and authors that you have on your show. And um most uh most prominently in the news this week is our book that we did with the second lady, Karen Pence.
2: Yes, and Karen Pence has been very much in the news lately because she's been under attack, like many people, because oh my gosh, um, you know, she happened to Margie, she happened to what it was discovered that she worked at a Christian school. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's
12: right. That's right. It's a terrible offense. And um, so, exactly right. We, um, we, as you probably know, we published a book with the second lady and her daughter, Charlotte Pence, last year. And it was this cute little children's book called Marlon Bundo's Day. Day in the Life uh-huh. of the Vice President, right? Yeah. And it was just a nonpartisan, nonpolitical book um, for children, elementary school children, to teach them what the vice president's job is what does the vice president do? Right. So this was the terrible offense of the second lady and her daughter. And um, it immediately came under attack because as you know, the left will miss no chance to uh, attack anybody associated with the Trump administration. And of course, anyone with Christian values. So Mm -hmm. they got a, they got a twofer with Karen Pence. (laughs) And, (laughs) And, um, but we'll, have been very, very proud to be her publisher, of course, and to publish this book. Wasn't this so book a bestseller? Heard... What? So this book was a bestseller, absolutely right. A bestselling book, did extremely well, and um, but the left, again, wanted to attack it, so they brought out a satire book ridiculing um, Mrs. Pence and the the um, hero of our book, Marlon Bundo, who's a real-life bunny. It's the... Uh, Bunny Rabbit, who is the pet of the second lady and second daughter, second family. And um, and so just recently, as you mentioned, uh, Mrs. Pence announced that she was going to go back to teaching, which she's done for many years, and she was going to teach art class two days a week at Emmanuel Christian School here in uh, right outside of Washington, D.C. and um, And so the left, you know, decided that they would, again, make a political stunt out of basically everything that happens in the news. And so they decided they would send 100 copies of this satire book to Mrs. Pence's school. And, you know, there's no attempt to educate kids, to mm-hmm. inform kids, certainly not to inspire them. It's just a stunt to, right. um, you know, attack her and smear her and frankly offend everyone at the school. Right. Um, so so what we decided to do at Regnery was we were going to send Um, And we have done, donate 100 copies of Mrs. Pence's book, Marlon Bundo's Day in the Life of the Vice President. So we sent 100 copies of the real Marlon Bundo book to Mrs. Pence's school so that the kids could, um, you know, enjoy it. And frankly, learn a great lesson about um, civics and, and just, learn, you know, have just an educational way to find out what the vice president's job is.
2: Which is absolutely wonderful. It, this, is, this is so wonderful on on many fronts because uh, first of all, uh, you know, I can't think of a more gracious, a more classy, A wonderful, you know, I I think it was was it Lady Gaga the other day who was attacking Mike Pence, saying he's the worst example of being a Christian. When the reality is, is Vice President Pence and his wife are the two greatest examples of faith and family and marriage and love. I mean, they can mock him all day, right? I mean, they mocked him endlessly for the fact that he said that he wouldn't go to dinner or wouldn't be alone with another woman besides his wife. I I mean, this is the kind of man, the kind of leader that every um, every American should look up to.
12: You know, there's certainly every kid, right? All the kids in the country, all the children thinking about who to look up to and who they want to be when they grow up. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the controversy, one of the greatest things for us to see has been how both Charlotte and Karen Pence have taken the high road in Every instance they have, you know, you'll be easy to want to to sort of, you know, attack back and and lash out when you're attacked personally. And really, some of these attacks have been very ugly. And yet both of them have always taken the high road. It's really um, it's a good lesson for us all. And it's inspiring to to be working with them.
2: Well, yeah, uh, I I don't know how they do it because, Margie, I'm not exactly like that. Somebody punches me and I don't necessarily turn the other cheek, you know. I have to wonder – yeah. Well, I have to wonder about you as the president and publisher of Regnery. And you've published so many books that's just really angered a lot on the left because they're bestsellers okay. and they they um, put forth uh, conservatism in a way that is compelling. And um, pol- books on policy that, you know, are, are so persuasive and so fact based. Well, and, yeah, you know, I, and I have to wonder how, how often are you under attack?
12: well we are we definitely are sometimes myself personally but mostly you know um the company and um and and our our line of authors and and books but honestly when um when we get a particularly vicious response to one of our books we know we've hit a nerve yeah. we actually feel like we've accomplished something because you know they only pay attention when you're really um, getting under their skin. And when you really revealed a truth mm-hmm. that the left does not want anyone to know. Well, you've certainly, and that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I was that's, just going to well, say, you know, you're making a difference, right?
2: Well, you certainly got under their skin when you did a book that, you know, helps th- that, that, uh, um educates kids about right. about about what the vice president does and does it in a way that that promotes uh, the uh, how wonderful Mike Pence and Karen Pence are
12: exactly and right. it has a positive message and you know the other thing that we're doing is we decided why not give everybody an opportunity to show their support for Karen Pence and the vice president's family so what we're also doing is on our website which is regnery.com Anyone can go there and they can uh, um, order a book to be sent to their local school library or they can order a whole box of books to send to a, you know, elementary school classroom in their community. And we're doing all of this at cost. So we're not making any money on it. The pences are not making any money on this. We're just doing this as a way to get anyone out there who wants to make sure that their school has a copy of this wonderful book um in their school library or in the school classrooms an easy way to do it.
2: Well that's wonderful. I, um, uh, tell everybody again it's it's regnery.com. Thank you. Yep. And that's this spelled is
12: our, our, the homepage of our website regnery.com r e g n e r y and they'll see the the slider right up there that gives you a chance to order um order one book for the school library or a whole box of books if you want to get it into a classroom.
2: And I would also encourage everybody out there who's listening if you've got a, if you've got a child or if you've got a grandchild out there and you want to give them a wonderful book, a uh, little Marlon Bundo, the family little black and white rabbit. Yeah, he actually even has an Instagram account, doesn't he?
12: He has a wildly popular Instagram. Account. He's got something like thirty thousand followers on Instagram. It's he's, hilarious.
2: He's got more followers than we do. DJ Carrot Sticks. Say. What? Say what? <laughs> anyway, I think that is just absolutely darling. And who else has a family bunny? I mean, everybody's got dogs and cats, right? But the pences right? are so fabulous. I mean, they've even got they've got a pet bunny. There's just, everything about this story is just so darling. And the book is Marlon Bundo's Day in the Life of the Vice President. And you can uh, send copies to schools, get copies. We need, we want to get this out to everybody. Again, the website is Regnery.com and that's spelled R-E-G-N-E-R-Y. And Margie Ross, President and Publisher of Regnery, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for everything that you're doing to help educate Americans on conservatism and conservative policy and traditional Judeo-Christian values in this country through all the books that you publish
12: you and thank you very much it was great to be with you
2: all right have a great night all right now stay tuned we got more andrea K show coming up yeah i'm going to talk about virginia what's happening there don't go away
6: Students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree.
5: Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com.
7: FM 96.1 North Kai, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer.
3: Hi, this is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar, a certified electrical contractor. Start the new year off right. 2019 is the last year to get the 30% federal tax credit. Your family should take full advantage of the 30% tax credit while it's still available. Let 2019 be the year you and your family go solar. You can produce your own electricity from the sun stop paying the escalating prices of the power company. Get a 25-year warranty turnkey solar panel system with top-of-the-line 360-watt panels and in-phase microinverters. This includes a per-panel online monitoring system standard on all installed Keegan Electric Solar panel systems. Let Keegan Electric Solar answer any questions you might have about any of your solar needs. Give Keegan Electric Solar a call at 619-742-8365 That's 619-742-8376. Or visit keeganelectricsolar.com.
13: Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales? Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage search surf socialize or review we offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line Salem surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders letting you do what you do best run your business while we deliver customers is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people are your competitors ahead of you. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to SurroundSanDiego.com, SurroundSanDiego.com, connecting you with new customers.
7: FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer.
5: AK, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. All right, so you know how yawns are contagious, right? Uh, I guess apparently the desire to, you know, uh, kill children is contagious with the Democrat Party because on the heels of New York, coming forth with legislation in which they cheered a woman being able to uh, murder and, and um, abortion in the third trimester is murder. We're talking about fully formed human beings here. I guess Virginia decided they, they caught the yawn, right, became contagious. And so a uh, video went viral today of a Virginia delegate trying to argue a bill in front of a judge where she's not wanting to answer the judge's questions when he keeps saying, okay, in the third trimester, um, your bill includes the what? And she's finally forced to admit that up until, while a woman is giving birth, her bill makes it legal to abort the child. And, And she's saying for, quote, mental health reasons. Mental health reasons? It's clear, and then and then we get then we find out that the, when the Virginia governor was asked about it, he then takes it even further and starts arguing that after birth, if there are quote deformities and a child is suffering, the parents can have a convo and decide whether or not to save the child. So now, see what was started out supposed to be. Uh, you know, uh, uh rare and legal and rare and for only non-viable fetuses. Now we're actually have Democrats arguing to kill children after they've been born. So, of course, everybody today is saying, what's next? Because if it's for mental health that a woman is, is allowed to choose to kill her baby when it's in the birth canal. Are we now, now do we have women who are, uh, have nine month olds and they've got postpartum depression and you know what? They just aren't in it mentally and are just struggling. So they get to kill their child. Where does this end? There is not, this is not about, if you want to argue with me that eggs, you know, that have been fertilized or a woman is four weeks pregnant and it's, and it's, you know, at this point that that's not a life, you make the argument, but that's not what this is about. This is flat out murder, infanticide, and there will be no end to this because if the argument is about a woman's mental health, if the argument is that a woman can decide after a baby's born, and by the way, this governor in Virginia was not the first one to come up with this idea. Let me remind you all that State Senator Barack Obama, who almost never voted for anything, voted president because he didn't want a record of anything. One of the few things that he voted for, he actually went down and argued. To deny children who had survived abortion, deny them medical care. And a nurse actually described, and he knew it, described finding a baby that had survived abortion in in a drawer and held it until it died. This is evil. This is absolute evil in our country. And oh, by the way, remember when President Trump... Was accused of being responsible for an illegal and a girl who made it into this country illegally and died in in Border Patrol custody after reportedly not getting food and water? Why is that? Why is that a tragedy? But this isn't. So we got Democrats saying that, you know, that that was President Trump's fault and what a tragedy it was. And of course, it was a tragedy that she died having not having food and water. But uh, it doesn't even make sense. At what age? When, do, when does this end? There is no end to this, and then we're going to have we're going to have seniors. This is about the state deciding whose life is worth living and who isn't. and this should this should horrify every American. There's only what three other countries in the world that allow this. Gee who, North Korea and China? What a coincidence! What a coincidence that in communist countries, they get to decide who lives and dies and ultimately. That's the goal of the Democrat Party, a communist society where the state gets to to decide. And then, of course, then it's going to come into your health care because they're going to decide, you know what, DJ Carrot Sticks? We don't think your life, you know, or or mine, you know, you're not 25. You're not going to be able to be a good worker bee for the state. You got cancer. We're going to give you a suicide pill. That's where this is going, people. Well, I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm I'm heading out, but I will be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all.